Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good evening, Joseph. How's everything there in the Queen City? The nasty natty. The nasty natty. It's good. The it's filthy good. queen that she is. Yeah. Dirty little whore. I don't know. Is she a dirty little whore? That river's know. that river's a dirty little whore. I'll tell you that much. It's fascinating when I see other rivers. Like in Chattanooga, the river was so much cleaner. And then you come back to Ohio and it's just like it looks like AIDS water. They just like gotta I, keep they gotta keep it burnable. Well, that's Cleveland. But that was the Ohio River, right? No, I don't think it was. Okay. How doesn't go that? go that route dude isn't it amazing how many rivers we have in this country you ever think about that no it's amazing no <laughs> andy is already prepared he's like it's, we have a quick turnaround on the episode we have a light rundown we've got to fill an hour and a half he's like you ever notice rivers what's the deal with rivers i'd be lying not gonna lie a lot of tributaries in this country you know what i mean I'd be lying if I, well, I'm not lying. I don't know why. Well, why does that saying exist? I'd be lying if. Why does that saying exist? Why does that exist? Uh, like, why does it exist? What I should just say is I watched an entire show on rivers in America on this Mississippi Rivers. Channel. Yeah. Was Philip Rivers featured? No. And there was, was no Melissa river. or Joan Rivers featured? No. And no River Phoenix as well. Oh, man. River Phoenix, yeah, at least would have thought we made the cut. This is how ignorant I was. I didn't know the Mississippi starts in Minnesota and goes all the way out to the Gulf. Like I knew, obviously, it goes down to New Orleans. I didn't know it started in Minnesota. That's a badass river. We're gonna do thirty minutes on rivers today. Look at that Andy, hat. I have the, I have, oh yeah, look at this hat. Look at that hat you I, got. I don't even remember what the name of it was, but sent to us by. CT Hall of Fame Dirtball CT. Uh, this is the alternate, not not just the alternate hat, but the alternate mascot for the team he works for. Uh, he said that there are usually whatever, and then uh, they're the River Roosters or the something like that for part of the year when they have the uh, speed boats come to town or the fan boat. I don't, I don't remember. So the story. I'll, I'll pull up the deck so we can actually. All right, get here it. we go. So this is an alternative logo, an alternative team name. The Columbia River. What a great segue. The Columbia River Rooster Tails. River Rooster Tails. Yeah. So I don't know what their original name is. I think you could have like alternative. I think logo. it's the Tri-City something or others. Isn't that where he's at? It's up there yeah. on the. Tri City. 
Tri-City Triplets, the tri- Tri-City Tri-Tips. I could use some. Tri-City Tricycles. Yeah. The end of the first period here at uh, Madison Square Garden, Andy, 1-1. Rangers, Lightning. Are the Rangers the home they team th- this series? They are. They had a better record than the Lightning. I guess so. I don't know how it all works. But We're going to get to our, We got a hockey update later in the show. Hockey update. Which, speaking of geography, I had to look. I was like, you know what? Ryan calls us from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which. Is that totally, where he's calling from? Yeah, totally sounds like a place in a Star Wars movie. I looked it up. On a river. Yeah, it On is. On a river. Where do you think now, it's at? Where do you think it's at in Canada? Let's see if you can come close. What do you mean? I okay. know where Saskatchewan is. Okay. Saskatchewan is the third province west to east. But like Saskatoon is like above uh, Montana. Right. So you got British Columbia is all the way west. Then you got Alberta. Then you got Saskatchewan. Yeah. Then you go up midway Saskatoon. Something like that. Uh, you brought up Star Wars, Andy. Are you knee deep in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. You're not, you haven't missed anything yet. I, Literally, you have not missed anything. I'm a, shitty, I'm, a, I'm a shitty TV movie watcher at this point. I've just learned to accept it. I am too. I have a list of things. No, but you watch. I don't watch. I don't watch enough. I just don't. Like, I, like prime example, I never finished the Kanye West documentary i watched the first two episodes i never started it like i just trail off now i used to never do that i guess that's what happens when you're in a relationship you just like you got other shit going on like when i was in venice and i also now you have you have a very early bedtime these days you keep being like we got to do this show early so i can get to bed and then i'm like what time you're like how about 4 p.m my time and i'm like wait what (laughs) Time you going to bed these days? Well, I try to go to bed at a decent time. I have new rules. No screens before bed. Like none. Try to do none. Just read. It really helps your sleep. Like no screens at all. No phones. Maybe to set the alarm. No TV. No streaming. No YouTube. No social media. Just read the book. And that's why I've been crushing and I'm basically done with the Jeff Is Perlman. That, and when you say before bed, do you mean once you're in bed? Yeah. But like even getting in bed, there's no screen, like read for 30 minutes or something. And I, and I sleep better. This is like a couple months in, not even. I, I just, I can't get, I can't do this. This three ring circus book. I just, I, it's so it's just so mind blowing to me that like more people don't talk about this Kobe thing. I just I every chapter episode there's something four new. of the Andy Ruther Kobe Bryant Chronicles. You, but you know what's telling? I'm at their I last. I can't wait. I can't wait until f- five years from now when you're like, Prano, I'm reading this book on Derek Jeter. You know, he's really bad at shortstop. I'm going to be like, why do you keep doing this to me, Andy? <laughs> Yeah, but but again, like I hey, I I'm re- I'm reading Two Ring Circus, the Eli Manning story, and I gotta say, this guy's underrated. This guy is underrated. I just don't think people realize the levels of just 
like the levels of just being an asshole. There's no other way to put it. And I haven't read Phil. I want to read Phil's book that he wrote after he left the Lakers, but. That was before after he left before he returned. Correct. Correct. He straight up said he he didn't want to coach him anymore. After yeah. his fifth year coaching him, and he was his eighth year. He straight up said, and it's in the book. I, I don't want to babysit him. He's his eighth, he's in his eighth year in the league. That's what's wild to me. Like these are problems in year eight, man. I know you entered at 17, but it's it's just it's like story after story after story. I cannot recommend it enough to anybody who wants to read about that Lakers three Pete and Kobe and Shaq and Phil Jackson and everything else they literally hated each other it's absolutely fascinating and i'm gonna for sure message jeff when i finish which is like tomorrow just be like man what a great read like make this make this a series make this a tv show i think that was rumored to be talked about like that they might run this and then that could potentially be like I think they, um, he maybe have even tweeted that they like did a deal to like, uh, you know, to like option it, which isn't a lot of money. They could have given them 10 grand and just be like, hey, just in case we ever want to do it. Yeah. Did you finish winning time? Um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I finished it. I finished it like when it happened. What'd you think? It's great. Is there something not to? No, you know, I'm just, pretty, I'm just pretty standard. Uh, you know, finished, finished strong. Yeah, no, the last episode was good. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was good. And but, now we get, and now we get the Pat Riley years. Yeah, I'll be curious how that how they do this with with, with him and. Uh, you know, I think I think overall it's a good cast. John C. Riley is amazing, but overall, I, th- I think most of those guys are, are are pretty good. Again, I mean, I'm I'm more partial to the book, but I like how it ended. Yeah, for sure. What do you think the Lakers do moving forward? Like, like where are they at as an organization right now? What do they do? I don't honestly I don't really know. Um obviously the you you have Anthony Davis, you know. I know he hasn't been elite especially with injuries the last couple of years, but he's still I think got to be a piece that you factor in long term. Um I imagine that the play is twofold and it is to um simultaneously try to add some sort of low value, high upside piece that could help uh, a LeBron Anthony Davis trio, and then also surround them with young talent that could um, continue to grow when LeBron leaves and Anthony Davis is all you're left with. Obviously that's kind of what they tried to do with a Carmelo and a Russell Westbrook, but I think that you just got to be smarter than that. You just got to be smarter than going after guys who, you know, though when when I say low low value, high upside, not guys who forever have been overvalued and have never been 
participants in winning basketball teams, at least not at the professional level. Yeah. Which, ironically, I'm bringing up three ring circus. Now, the Lakers had a much better squad that year, but let's not forget that last Kobe Shaq year. Two of their starters they had it was old Gary Payton and old Carl Malone. Yeah. We all saw how that played out. But I would almost argue it was similar. Like Gary Payton was a me first point guard, which is the opposite of how the triangle runs. Kind of like this year with Russell Westbrook, always been kind of a me first guy. I don't know what they have to do, but they really have to like the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Yeah. Like, I think the NBA likes the Celtics in the finals. It's the same way, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to be hard with the quality of basketball that's out there right now. And like you mentioned a couple episodes ago, the top all NBA team all being 27 and under things gonna be tough for the Lakers to compete. But I think you, you know, what do you do? You're not punting on the rest of LeBron James's career. Um, unless the move is, I mean, be a wild move, but you move LeBron James to not that he, I'm sure he has no trade clause or whatever, but you do a thing where you try to send LeBron somewhere where he's going to potentially get another championship and what, what you get in return for that. But I don't think that that's, that move is out there. It would take it would take uh, a better mind than the ones that are in the Lakers front office to pull off something like that. What's your prediction for the finals? Not who you want. Yeah, my prediction is I, I you know I'm kind of sticking with my prediction. I I think um, I think we're underrating the two teams that were in the Eastern Conference Finals in terms of how they would match up potentially with a uh, with a, a a Warriors team. I don't think. Um, I don't think that Steph Curry wants anything to do with the Marcus smarts of the world. Um, I'm going, I'm going Celtics and seven. Uh, A lot of people are going seven. I'll be pulling for the warriors. I'm going Celtics and seven. Really? Yeah. I think the Celtics are going to win too. I, you know, I was leaning warriors but I think I'm changing. I think defensively, that's where the Celtics might have an edge. Yep. Now, if the Celtics win, who's the MVP? Well, if the Celtics win, it's likely Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need, that's what they're going to need from Jason Tatum to win. They're going to need Jason Tatum to make the leap. He's obviously had a great year. He's had a great playoffs, but you're going to be playing on the highest stage, the, big, the biggest stage there is. You're going to need to have a guy who the, the Warriors, as we've seen in the past, can get by with everybody doing their part. The Celtics, great team, deep, you know, deserving finals run, but they're going to need a guy who can take over, not even necessarily late in games, but in moments in games, there's going to need to be runs where somebody takes over and that guy's going to have to be Jason Tatum. So I learned something interesting about Jason Tatum this weekend. I knew he was a St. Louis kid. I knew he went to Chaminade high school, which is like one of the, uh, the Catholic schools in St. Louis. I did not know 
His dad played for St. Louis U. Justin Tatum. And then his mom, I didn't realize they were a couple and they had him at a young age, like 19. And she's now a lawyer, his mom. And obviously his dad did not play professionally. But yeah, his dad is uh, a Billiken. I didn't know. Slew balls. Yeah, man. He grew up playing with slew balls. He did. It's it's crazy. Like I don't know how I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, it's it's just nuts. A lot of pro athletes from the St. Louis area these days. A lot of big time. Ezekiel Elliott's also from St. Louis, isn't he? Max Scherzer, I think. Is Zeke from there? Yeah, Greater St. Louis. And then if you go to his Wikipedia, he was good friends with uh, Matthew Kachuk, Keith Kachuk's kid. Isn't it Keith Kachuk? So they went to high school together, I think. Okay. Which is like interesting. Oh, he's a spokesperson for Emo's Pizza. Did not know that. Jason Tatum. Wow. Repping the local St. Louis brand. Sometimes I forget he's 24. He's just a kid. Yeah, still very young. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's this is a tough series for rooting purposes, but I think it should be fun. Well, who are you rooting for? You obviously don't have the hatred that I have for Boston, but also, you know, you're aware. You're aware that they're gigantic pieces of trash. Well, yeah, I'm aware of the fans. Bill Russell's rooting for the Warriors. That's kind of all you need to know, right? No, no. You think he's really rooting for the Warriors? I don't know. Probably deep down, maybe not openly. But he's like, well, you know, San Francisco. He's from San Francisco. Went to University of San Francisco. That's right. Forgot about that. You know, playing in the 60s, hanging out in San Francisco. Civil rights marches and whatever. And then he goes up and he's like, all right. Season started. Got to go back to Boston. Get called the N-word every time I miss a free throw. Sports is weird because it's one of the few things where, like, you really don't have a say where you're going to work. Yeah. Like, I know you can get transferred to any job. But it's one of the few professions where suddenly you're just stuck in a city. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, isn't it? And then and then they villainize the guys. They villainize the Eli Mannings and the John Elways and the people who are like, nah, fuck that, man. I ain't going there. I'm just going to be every other person who's ever gotten a job and pick where I want to work. And they're like, you piece of shit. What was Eli's? I don't even know. Was it just that the Chargers were a dumpster fire organization? I mean, the Chargers weren't even that bad at that time, but I yeah. think it was a, I think it was a combination of just facilities and overall, you know, whatever. And, and then on the flip side, the giants being a historically great organization, New York, sure. All that stuff that went along with it. Cause yeah, you would think, Oh, San Diego, you know, you think of uh, what's his name from Jerry Maguire. It's like, you want to go to San Diego? Or you want to go to Denver? He's like, you know, ski or surf. Well, I don't know. I'll ski or surf. Yeah, because when that draft happened, I was actually I remember I was I was in Lake of the Ozarks for my fraternity formal. So I 
wasn't following it too closely. I was busy doing the mangina and running around naked and teabagging people who were passed out, or as you call it, sleep masking. What do you call it? Well, I sleep, yeah. And you put it on somebody's head. Yeah. Teabag has to be in the mouth. We've covered this. <laughs> you know, if you rest it over somebody's eyes, it's the sleep mask. Oh my God. I had it wrong all those years. All those years. I was just sleep masking people, not teabagging people. Yeah. What do you think my kids would say one day? They heard all this shit. Listen to Andy Ruth of these days. He's like, I go to bed. I read before bed. What do you think my unborn children will think of this? Got domesticated Ruther. So he was at the cat cafe today. Had a cup of coffee. You drink coffee now? No, I'm not on coffee. I am on the try to not. Me and a hairless Siberian shared an espresso. Shout out to Cat Jason Kid, Legine. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, for the record. Did you talk to Cat Jason Kid? I DM'd him. Okay. I wanted to let him know it's all in good fun, you know. And today, speaking of dirt balls, can we get to our dirt ball hockey correspondent? Because I got this second period about to start. I want to know what. Yeah, yeah, we what can he says do that. Chances are here. We can do that. We're gonna we're gonna rapid fire. He always leaves two calls, so we'll start off with the first one. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Hockey Report. I'm your host Ryan Platt, coming to you live from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Okay. Let's go. Starting with the East. Congrats, Joe. The Rangers got it done in Game Seven. Carolina undefeated at home, but what did I say last update? The Rangers have the man between the pipes to steal a game in Carolina, and Igor came ready to play, and the Rangers scoring also showed up. The big boys are going. Panarin, Zabinajad, hockey hair flapping in the wind. Kreider, the longtime Ranger, he had a monster 52-goal year, and he's continuing to light it up in the playoffs. And then on the back end, he got an absolute defenseman and Adam Fox, one of the best in the league, leading all defensemen and scoring in the playoffs. Now, Joe, you asked last podcast, what are the odds of a Rangers-Oilers-Messier Cup final? And you got to be honest, the odds are probably going to have things that uh, that being the least likely matchup. But let's not forget what Kevin Garnett once said, anything is possible. I like the Rangers against the Lightning a lot more than I like the Oilers against the Avalanche. I'll say that much, but uh, we're going to see if it's going to be rest versus rest uh, with the Lightning coming off a second-round sweep. They played game one tonight. Okay, I'll call back for the West. Have you ever heard a more Canadian anything is no, possible? It's great. It's great. All right, so that's his East recap. Let's do a little West recap. Okay. Western Conference now. Quick wrap-up of round two. The Oilers managed to win the Battle of Alberta in only five games, but man, what a wild five games it was. And who else but Connor and Jesus winning it in overtime in game five for the Oilers after a very controversial overturned goal for the Flames. Uh, Avalanche Blues. Blues win a wild one in game five to force a game six. Game six winding down, tie game. Enter Grizzled Vet, 
Darren Helm. Scores with six seconds left in regulation to win it for the Abs. Crushing loss for the Blues. Now we've got Avalanche Oilers for the Western Conference Finals. You've got McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr. A lot of mix. And, of course, uh, Dreisaitl. So right there, that's four of the top ten players in the league in one series. So it's going to be a superstar matchup. Main storyline here being McDavid versus McKinnon. These guys have been two of the best, most exciting forwards since they've come into the league. And <clears throat> I don't know if they're 30 sports listeners, but if they are, you can be willing to bet they're thinking about some wise words from a former infamous guest. It's about legacy, yo. It's about legacy. They played last night. It was a wild one, eight to six. Another Tuesday night beer league game for the Oilers. So they got to clean that up. Running gun worked against the Flames. I don't think it's gonna against the Abs. Uh, all right, that's it for this week. Stay dirty. I just love. I love hearing it in that accent. I mean, Jacob Faith had a pretty strong Canadian accent, but oh, nothing. I, yeah, nothing compared to this. this nothing is- compared to this. This is like textbook Canadian accent. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine this that's just what that's just what sports talk radio sounds like in Canada. Oh yeah. And now we'll break words from our sponsor, Tim Hortons. A hundred percent. Like textbook Canadian. Yeah. Well, it's a good preview. Um, I assumed that it was the least likely of the uh possible matchups, but here we are, you know, uh, a shootout 8-6 game yesterday in the West, and now a 1-1 game happening from the Mecca of hockey. No, it's not the Mecca of hockey. It's the Mecca of basketball, but what they call the world's most famous arena. What's going to have higher ratings? The match, which is currently going on with Tom Brady. I don't understand that. So here's the thing. I I like the match generally, um, especially since I've gotten into golf. Uh, cool little thing, the, the four quarterbacks um, playing in the match. Uh, we're going to air it at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on a random Wednesday. In June, were these guys not available on a Saturday afternoon? Were they not available m- this past Monday to play on Memorial Day? <laughs> Why is this happening at 7 p.m. Eastern? I don't know. It's 4 p.m. Question. Pacific on a Wednesday. But I was going to ask, higher ratings, that or Rangers Lightning? I'm going to go with Rangers Lightning. but You are. But it's on ESPN. And the match is on TNT. Yeah. I think the match is going to have higher ratings. You do? I do. Wow. I think I can't wait to see this. I think because football's king and you have four of the best. I you don't see a ton of promotion for it though, like even with I agree. You haven't. Even with the basketball being on TNT. You didn't see a shit ton of promotion for it. So I don't know if people know about it. I think people are going to be surprised that it happened. On a Wednesday afternoon. Well, it's 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 much higher 
on, on Twitter trend right now. Is it? It's number four on mine. I don't see any hockey until you get way lower. Interesting. Way, way lower. So I'll be, I, somebody has to double check this for us in a few days. I'd love to know how the ratings. Yeah, I could be wrong. I just think, I just think these guys have enough star power. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I the, the fact that it's a, uh, the fact that it's a question, the fact that I'm not certain of it one way or the other is testament to how, how much football truly is king. Oh, how hockey 100%. sort of died in the last, I don't know, decade plus. Was it ever a thing? Hockey? Yeah. Like hockey was a thing at some point. No, I mean, you're going to have your diehards. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, like, was it ever a thing? Like baseball is dying a slow death. Baseball yeah. used to be a thing. We are going to talk some golf, though, Joe. Are we? Yeah. Love it. Got my golf bag right over. Right over my left shoulder here. Shout out to the folks at Minimal Golf for hooking me up with a fresh version 2.0 bag. Our friends over at Minimal. I want. I want to talk. Andy, about... you don't need a 2.0 bag because you, have you even taken your 1.0 bag out of the garage yet? I've golfed. I think once with it. Maybe my brother used it once. My little brother tagged it like it was his, which was a weird move. Tagged it. Like we're tagging stuff around the house now that we're finally getting rid of stuff. And he tagged it. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what are you doing? This is, I love it. It's my golf bag. It's a bold claim. It's like, and that thing that's got Andy's initials on it. That's I said, literally, it has my initials. It says dirty sports podcast on it. He's like, oh, I thought it was somebody else. I was, I was seeing if anybody wanted that. I like it. It's a bold move. It's a bold move. Cotton, let's see if it works out. Oh, it's not because I straight up said it's not your bag. <laughs> You're not getting that damn golf bag. It's a great golf bag. And again, it has my initials on it. That's a that's a rookie move right there. So this new golf league, which I didn't know much about, I knew from the Phil Mickelson comments, yeah. which started getting him under hot water. And a lot has happened since with Phil, but I don't really even care about that. Back but it's crazy. It is. That was the thing. Like Phil hasn't like Phil was won the PGA championship last year. He didn't defend it this year. He didn't play in the masters. He's gone into hiding. Yeah. All because uh, there is a Saudi funded golf secondary league. golf league. And, you know, obviously a lot of the thing with so the Saudi funding is people are like, oh, are you sure you want to? Sure, that's something you want to participate in. Is it, you know, I know the Masters they they serve pimento cheese sandwiches. Are are you worried that at the big event that they're gonna serve like ladies who looked at another man's hand sandwiches because they chopped them off with you know swords or whatever? And yeah. then you know the whole thing how they treat homosexuals and how they treat women and how they treat whatever. And then the the Phil comments were you know just in in response to somebody asking him those type of questions. Um, and then a, a, a bunch of big golfers committed and decommitted. Um, but Dustin Johnson's still taking their money. Yeah. So that's where we're at. PGA has never really had competition. Right. Right. And I'm kind of fascinated by this. So 
the LIV, I assume that's how it's pronounced. It's not probably sure. live. Like you said, is funded. It's Saudi backed. Also combined with Greg Norman, who reading through this, I did not realize tried to start his own golf league 94. So years ago. So this league has insane amount of money. Eight events with $225 million of prize money. And what's crazy is. And the reasoning behind that is there are a lot of golfers who goal rangers who don't um, even the guys who have not, you know, def- like, you know, thought about leaving. Um, they say, you know, the PGA has its issues as every sports league tends to. And there's things that need to change and blah, 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 blah. And Greg Norman has been outspoken about that over the years. All the thing, all the issues he has with the PGA. And therefore he is, I don't know. Is he the commissioner of the new league? I don't know. I just know he's involved. Right. So this one has no cuts. Three rounds, no cuts. And they're going to have team formats as well. And it's just a different type of, you call it league? What would be the technical wording of this? Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's money. And, you know, that's where a lot of people are saying this could change someone's life who suddenly wins this. Now, they revealed some of the names today. And like you said, Dustin Johnson was the big surprise. He's already lost a sponsor, but he doesn't care because he's going to make insane amount of money doing this. 125 million, I think. Is that, is, is, that's, that's the rumor. They had, this, they had to... Uh, sorry, what is going on here? They had to sign NDAs. Okay. Is it cutting in and out for you? Is that just me? No, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, they had to sign NDAs. And uh, I saw that number. Now, Dustin Johnson himself, here's a fun fact. He's made $74 million in his career, which is actually a lot of money, which is actually third all time behind Tiger and Phil Mickelson. So he's third all time. So people can make the argument, dude, you've already made 74 million. You need another 100 plus million. And which is, you know, every sports conversation ever. Sure. Like, exactly. I mean, there's he's, he's not the first guy that's like, you have an insane. I mean, think about 74 million dollars, 74 million dollars. He's the he's a you know, he's a not all NBA. He's a middle of the road starting power forward. I mean, you're right to put it in context. That's what's Bobby Portis. Yeah, exactly. So again, there's the argument. This is blood money. This is Saudi money. I can make the argument. A lot of these leagues have blood money on them, on their hands. Right. Sure. I think, I think the, uh, the issue is um, when, you have these leagues in place that um, it's like your only option. You know, if you're an NBA player, what are you going to do? You know, 
your NBA player or your, or if you're a basketball player, I should say your goal is to go to the NBA. It's like, you know, I trained my whole life to be a basketball player and whatever, like now I've got to, you know, go play in Greece or whatever, because they don't have ties to China, but all their teams are also Nike sponsored and Nike has a, it's like, it's a, it's a difficult thing to ask young professional athletes or young about to be professional athletes to take up the torch and fight for social justice and fight for like human rights and whatever. I think that the argument um, when it comes to this league is yeah, you guys have like a lot of the, they're trying to draw the biggest golfers. They're trying to draw people who have made a lot of money in their career and they have another option and they have, you know, some sort of human rights things to think about. And so that that's when the argument becomes, well, I guess the bottom line is if you're doing it, you're just greedy. Which, I mean, at this point, I feel like athletes have just owned. The majority of athletes have just owned. I got to do what's right for my family. Yeah. Look, man, I, and that's my take. Do what you want to do. You, you want to make your money? It's your decision. What I do find fascinating is that the PGA is already threatening to not only discipline, ban golfers who partake yeah. in this league. That, that is a wild, just wild stance to me. You're going to ban someone? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and not that this would ever happen. The NFL would never ban anybody who plays in the USFL. Um, that's a great question. Uh, obviously, it's so different because you're not going to have a guy especially in football, who's risking like, injury. Yeah. Yeah. Risking injury to go play in the USFL in the off season. It's like, yeah, let me just double down on my CTE. But you know, um, the WNBA, I mean, this is where we're at the situation with Brittany Griner, the WNBA, um, the, those women go and play overseas in the off season. Uh, the men, a lot of men, they make who, a lot more money. Yeah. A lot of men who are, you know, borderline NBA talent. Maybe they're on a roster. Maybe they'll be on a roster again, but right now, or even in whatever they go play baseball, you get tons of big leaguers go play in the Mexican league. Yeah. But it's off season. It's not happening simultaneously. I guess you could pose the question you bring up overseas. And people talk about human rights and all these things. It, to me, it's like saying, oh, you want you play for the Shanghai Sharks? I believe that's a team that Stefan Marbury won all those titles with over yeah. in China. While he was eating his Vaseline. You could you could make the same argument. Oh, you're you're playing with blood money. Yeah. But I feel like you won't hear that. Right. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you won't hear that with Marbury, but you'll hear that with Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Which to me is totally hypocritical. I like competition. To me, this says then just then keep guys, entice them. Yeah. Make, make I mean, the that's that, better. That's kind of the point, I think, you know, of it in general, which is. And that's what Phil said. If you remember, yeah. Phil Mickelson said, this is a bargaining chip for us in the PGA. To me, the PGA's banning people is just 
like that's a terrible reaction because you're just going to push more people that way. I do love how Justin Johnson lost a sponsor because that doesn't matter. Right. I don't know. I find this fascinating. I know. You're like, we're going to talk some golf today. It's like, oh, all right, Andy. I know nothing about golf. I don't follow it. I don't I don't watch it. But I find this. It'd be like if they created some new rival for another league that might actually work. That's why it's fascinating to me because all these things that they try to create, not that they're trying to rival the NFL. Well, that's what you, you know, you're saying that the NBA at the NBA is such a uh, like a successful global enterprise at this point. The NFL, especially here in America, is king. But we've talked about it a ton with baseball. It's like that's that's the league that you could fucking create a rival for. You think? Yeah, you could. Like overseas or within the United States? I think within the United States, you'd have to you'd have to start with like a ballpark, you know, you, you potentially like have somebody who has an independent team or have, have an, uh, a minor league team that becomes unaffiliated and then be like, Hey, we're going to fucking sign. We're going to spend the money. Like, you know, a Mark Cuban type of person who baseball won't allow in goes like, fuck it. I'm going to spend a bunch of money. I'm going to take like the Savannah bananas kind of thing, but like make it next level where, we're going to do fun shit and it's going to be cheap and it's going to be great for families and it's going to be great for, you know, it's going to be a great experience, but I'm also going to go out and just pay talent. Yeah. It'd be really hard though, man. Again, that's what baseball's dying. You're right. But the reason this is working again, this is backed by the Saudi government and all that. Right. Oil money. And kingdom money. Kingdom money. Isn't that what it is? It's a kingdom? Yeah. I mean, they're another government that the U.S. is just like, like, like we're owned in a way by them. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. It doesn't matter. The political party, the president, like we are. Well, fucking- it's, it's why it's why the people who like, you know, the the raw, raw patriot like, oh, you know, America is so great. It's out there fucking policing the world. Look at where we're, we're solving problems here and here and here. And it's like until we just find one devious, you know, murderous, uh, you know, bigot filled government. And then we go, no, but they play nice with us. So sure. not only will we fucking not fuck with them, we'll support them. Yeah, 100 we'll percent. That, I mean, that's what's crazy. That That's what, I, in a way, I find funny about this whole Saudi thing. It's like I texted you. People who would be up in arms would be like, well, you you put Saudi oil into your car, probably. Like, like I'm not sitting here trying to call everybody out. I'm just saying, like, our Saudi ties, we're all connected to, whether we like it or not. And we don't have a say in it. So I understand that Dustin Johnson does have a say in whether he wants to directly take that money it is different for sure but i do find it kind of funny that's all i'm saying with saudi arabia literally women i could be wrong on this just 
were allowed to drive like in the last three or four years. Well, and I was watching. Uh, That's nuts, was, man. It was just on in the background today at some point. Um, what's the show that comes on before PTI? Um, Around the Horn was on. Who's today. watching that shit? Who, let me, can I, before you say that, who wants to see Bob Ryan or Woody Page? Well, all those or, guys are like long gone. I mean, I don't know how how often they like. They're artifacts. They should be in a museum. They should yeah. literally be in a Smithsonian museum. But they, n- neither of those guys were on today. And the thing was, it was all um, sort of younger um, panelists. And it was very diverse. Essentially, the whole panel, except for Tony Reality, was either a minority or a woman. A woman. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because they who I forget who was talking again. It was on the background. I wasn't really watching, but you had just messaged me about the golf thing. And then they started talking about it. So I kind of like, you know, opened my ears and somebody said, you know, it's not that long ago that every single person on this panel wouldn't have been in, allowed into Augusta. So the idea that so that's a fair point. So the idea that of all people, golf fans in the PGA are going to be like, how are you going to support this big? It feels like that's a fair point. It's a totally fair point. I mean, let's be honest. If you think I can't think of a more exclusive sport than golf, like, like it's the epitome of rich money. And a lot of times that's rich money. Yeah. Rich white money. Let's just call it what it is. If you and I were to start a new baseball league. Yeah. First thing I'm doing, very first thing is I'm calling Miller Light and see if they want to come on board. Absolutely. In, in, in fact, I would, I would present to them the idea of the light league. Ooh. The same way that they reinvigorated and changed the game by inventing, inventing light beer. Yeah. They created it. Yeah. Like when you think summer, you think Miller Light. I do indeed. Those two go hand in hand. Miller Light summer, Miller Light pool, Miller Light beach. Miller Lite barbecue, Miller Lite baseball. I we could go on and on. Yeah. I'm I'm just steps away from a fridge full of Miller Lite. It's just out of my reach, Andy. I was enjoying a Miller Lite on this very couch just last evening. And it's only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I see it all the time, Andy. I, t- I told you this a few episodes ago. I see it all the time. I see friends of mine. You know, we're getting up there, Andy. I'm 40. I'm, I'm turning 43 in July. It's now to the point where a lot of people are getting very health conscious. I see a lot of my friends, you know, out there drinking other unnamed beers, posting on their Instagram story, drinking other unnamed beers. And I always got to say, hey. It seems like you're drinking one of those diet beers. Yeah. Why? When the greatest beer on planet Earth is basically the same. Exactly. Don't be fooled by a marketing scam. 
be fooled by deliciousness. Sure. No better time than the summer. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Light pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And you know how I know it's summer, Andy? We're st- they're starting to come in. They're starting to come in on Instagram. They're starting to come in on Twitter. All the dirtballs tagging us in their Miller Lite drinking glory. Sunshine and some sort of sport on in the background. Or they're playing, uh, you know, playing beer pong. Or they're playing golf. Doing their recreational activities. Or maybe they're just celebrating this two-goal advantage that the Rangers just went on. Ooh. The delicious Miller Lite. Four, two blue shirts. Nice. Yeah, so keep sending us those tweets, those messages. We really appreciate that, and so does Miller Lite. You know I'm not a hockey fan, really, Andy, but I've been, been getting into it. I like it when the Rangers are good. When they score a goal and they show you the, the crowd shots of the garden, it does make me homesick a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. Nothing. And now the shot from behind the goal where you can see the roof, the famous roof ceiling of the garden. Man, I miss Madison Square Garden. Lots of great memories. I've never been. That seems crazy with your Big East ties. Well, Xavier's only been in the Big East since 2015, I think. Yeah, still. You think okay. you'd be like, I'm going to go for a Big East tournament? Hey, maybe I'm closer now. Maybe I'll do a little road trip. Swing by, pick up Cat Jason Kid on the way. <laughs> Which cat would he have to dress as? There's got to be multiple. Are there multiple cats in the Big East? There's the Villanova Wildcats. Yeah. Do we have any other cats? The Big East? There's got to be. I feel like every league has multiple cats. I don't even know who's in the Big East anymore. I feel like there's probably just another wildcat even. No, man. You got... Villanova is the only cat in the Big East? Villanova, Yukon, Georgetown, Seton Hall, St. John's, Providence, Marquette. Creighton, DePaul, Xavier, Butler, Georgetown. Wow. Lots of dogs. Lots of dogs. Just one cat. Huskies, Bulldogs, Hoyas. I don't know what a Hoya is, but I know they use the Bulldog as the mascot. The Pirates. Did I tell you what my nephew said to the guy, the Pirate? No. Did I say this on air? This is one of the funniest things that ever happened. I know I tweeted it. I babysit my nephew like a month ago. I don't know. Something like that. Guy's walking up the street. Neighbor two doors down. He's got an eye patch. Vietnam vet. I don't, I don't know if he lost the eye in Vietnam, but I know he's a Vietnam vet. Because he's wearing a hat. They all let us know. That's a throwback to... Uh, 
an inside joke we have with Randy Ruther. Anyway, Randy. anyway, as he's walking by the house, he's the boyfriend of the woman who's like a widow down the street. Anyway, you know, like they're older. They're like in their 70s, 80s. Yeah. Guy's got an eye patch. My nephew's five and he just goes. He's a pirate. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm trying not to laugh. He doesn't say it once. He says it like three times straight up to the guy's face. Are you a pirate? He's like, and he's pointing. He's like, that guy's a pirate. And the guy's being cool. You know, he gets it. He's a young kid. But I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny and so wrong at the same time. You're stripped saying to the dude, are you a pirate? Are you, he's, a, he's a pirate. Poor guy. Loses his eye in a war. I know. You Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Five-year-old kids heckling him. You pirate. <sighs> guy's just looking at him, probably thinking. This guy's having flat nom flashbacks. Yeah. PTSD of some Viet Cong torturing him, ripping out his eyeball. Unbelievable. I like that Uncle Andy just let it happen. They're like, I don't know. Go ask him. What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Like, kicking him in the shins. Like, you got a peg leg under there? <laughs> Andy's like, see if he's got a bird. Ask him if he has a bird. All right, Uncle Andy. Do you have a bird? Oh, my God. Ask Dude, him where he keeps his booty. The kids are wild at that age. Yeah, my I, you know, so my brother, I tell him, and he's like, old enough to be able to say shit, young enough to not give a fuck. Yeah, he said, what did he tell me? He said, well, the other day we went to the bathroom, and a guy walked into the stall, and he was so curious. He's yelling in the bathroom, "Is he gonna poop or pee?" <laughs> and my brother's like. You know, like tell him to quiet. And he's like, he wouldn't stop asking. You think that guy's going to poop or pee in there? This guy's in there trying to be discreet, probably. Try to take a dump at a bar. He's got some five-year-old heckling him. He's like, knock it off, kid, before I come out there and make you a fucking pirate. We have to have a Reds update. We haven't had one in a while. Now is the Reds update. By the way, have you seen we've seen the update on the Tommy Pham situation? No, they've dragged, I didn't. They, they've dragged fucking the goat Mike Trout into the situation. I, 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 I saw Mike Trout had Mike to Trout. answer. Mike Trout had to fucking Tommy Pham is just I mean, this guy talk about CTE. Like what did he play high school football or something? Like, how's this dude so fucked up? He goes and throws Mike Trout under the bus. He says Mike Trout could have handled everything by being a better commissioner. And then now Mike Trout's getting asked if he's going to remain commissioner of this league. Unbelievable. I, I Mike saw- Trout's like, I'm not talking about fantasy football. I'm in the midst of trying to win a fucking pennant. So, so we were wrong. We thought it was all utility outfielders. They, they got Hall of Famers in this league now. Yeah. This is a hot I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the commissioner is the, the greatest fucking baseball player on planet Earth. Unreal that he's trying to bring Mike Trout into this. Tommy, it's not lit, fam. Tommy, just knock it off. Yeah. Stop. Well, what Tommy fam pulling a fucking Bob Castellini 
and just doubling down. <laughs> Stop, dude. It's time to roll over and take the L. Phil Castellini, but close. Phil Castellini. Bob Castellini. Roger Castellini. I don't know. I knew it was some sort of dipshittery. So just when you thought Phil couldn't get any worse. Like, you know, what's funny. This thing kind of flew under the radar, too. Like, I was out of town this weekend and it happened on Friday. He issued what is called, in quotes, a formal apology to season ticket holders. But it's really not an apology, which makes me like now it's just gotten even more comical. And sorry, not sorry. Yeah, like, are we getting punked here? So there's no lie. The picture of this, I don't have the the audio is crappy, so I'm just going to read it. So the Reds played the Giants, as we know, with the whole Tommy Pham thing. I don't know if this is before the game or just a season ticket holder thing in the middle of the day, which is hilarious because you can see there's no lie, like a couple hundred people there. It's a Q&A with the Reds and the fan, the Reds players, and, and the fans, I, I assume it's before the game. Anyway, Castellini opened it up. I have to read you some of this. This is what he said. And again, he's not doing this for the full, full fan base. He's doing it for like 100 people in Great American Ballpark. Hello, I stand before you. And for the record, this is all straight up. Somebody wrote this clearly. Hello, I stand before you humbled by the beginning of our season. I want to make sure I got a chance to share how much you're appreciated by this franchise and myself personally. I got myself into trouble on opening day and got into the frustration from all the criticism of our franchise and our family. Let's just stop it there, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) I got myself into. No, dude. Start off with saying, I'm sorry. I got myself into trouble. This is 100% sorry, not sorry. I really dropped my guard and got emotional about something. We need to be strong enough and big enough to let our organization have a passionate and emotional response to what's happening to our team. What? At the end of the day, this is your team. We are stewards of that team. And I can tell you, And I can tell you is that we do care. We're going to be here for the long haul. Fucking kill me. As a team here, we will continue to invest in this product, blah, 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 blah. Dude, this keeps going on and on and on. Where's his apology? Then he finally says, we're looking to do that every season as far as getting better. I stand before you. This is what I love. I stand before you with a formal apology if I offended any one of the people in this room. But but you're not apologizing. Right. You're not saying I'm sorry. Sell the team. Sell the team. I stand before you with if I offended anybody. No, dude, you literally offended the entire city of Cincinnati, the entire Cincinnati Reds fan base, no matter where they live. You offended anybody associated with the Reds. If I offended anyone. I'm not eating chili anymore because this. Yeah. No more, no more chili on spaghetti. It's unbelievable. 
I've never seen a fuck up once, twice, now three times. Four times, I believe. Yeah. I've lost track. Dude, do what I said. Can someone get this to the Castellini family? Go work the game. And we talked about this when this first happened. And then obviously my team is, I I think we have a double digit lead in our fucking thing. But I was talking to a good friend of mine who's a Mets fan. And he sent me a picture of his one-year-old daughter in a Mets hat. And he wrote, nice time to become a Mets fan. You know, she she obviously would have become became a Mets fan as a kid, no matter what. But, you know, he was like, she'll never know what we went through. And that's what's crazy. What's crazy is. How much sports. For all the things we see, the drafting and the free agency and the you know, you got to hit right on a couple prospects and you got to whatever. That probably more than anything, it's just about ownership. A hundred percent. It's all it's about. Just so much pain and suffering as a Mets fan. So many years where they go and they spend big, they get a guy like Scherzer. He gets hurt. DeGrom gets hurt. Years over. Years over. Mets are eight and two in their last 10. They don't have their two best starting pitchers. They don't have two of the best pitchers in baseball. Why? Because the owner was like, I'm going to spend so much money that we can have guys out and still fucking win. And again, I don't expect that. It's not doable with a market like Cincinnati, but making sound investments or at least attempting. And again, St. Louis, the St. Louis Cardinals would say otherwise. And so with the Milwaukee Brewers, my yeah. point is they should be on par with those two cities. Just reckless decisions. I just don't understand. First of all, you know, it'd be a nice gesture as a fan base or to the fan base. Get rid of him. You're, you're the owner's son. So you're automatically the COO. That'd be a start. Step yeah. down, dude. You have you have money. Step down. And you know what? I'm going to, I should keep my mouth shut. I should keep my mouth shut, but let's just say, I think there's more to this than even the public lets on or is that knows. It sucks that they're winning again, to be honest, the Reds went, the Reds went 14 to 13 last month. Yeah. Like they're not going to have their worst season ever. Right. And they have some decent young players. It just sucks. Like them having a winning record in that month is not good. Absolutely. But no one's showing up still. Just free Joey Votto. I I want him to at least win a playoff series sometime in his career. At this point, just free the guy. It was cool that he got to play in Toronto last week. But as much as I love Joey Votto, that's a prime example of just a reckless baseball decision. I I saw this giving him that money today, which was uh, Reds just won their first game in Boston since nineteen the game seven of the World Series in nineteen seventy five. That's a fun little fact. Yeah, that was a fun one for sure. You know what's interesting, Joe? I haven't really missed it that much. I'll be perfectly frank. 
It's June 1st. I haven't gone to a baseball game, a Reds game. Like, I'm not really missing a beat. Don't get me wrong. I love going to games. It hasn't, it's been easier than I thought is what I'll say. It's been easier than I thought to just not go to games. Yeah. Because it's the summer, dude. There's shit to do. Well, I'll be down in San Diego on Tuesday to watch the Mets Padres at Petco Park, followed by Wednesday at Candy's Boom Boom Room under El Prez to do our good friend Josh Nelson's show. And then next weekend, at some point, probably going to see Mets at Angels. So it's a whole different, uh, it's a whole different world over here when you have ownership that cares, Andy. They're like, I'm traveling. I'm traveling to see this ball club. You're leaving for Cabo tomorrow. Speaking of travel, for for Cabo San Lucas tomorrow. Yeah. You and Eddie, me and Eddie going down. Uh, I posted the story on my Instagram. If any of our dirt balls are uh, Baja balls uh, down there in Cabo, I'm doing some shows in Cabo. Yeah, uh, we fly tomorrow. We have tomorrow to just chill. Shows Friday. Shows Saturday. Come back Sunday. I'm looking Cabo up on a map. I've never been. It's the bottom of Baja. It's Baja Baja. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Have you been down there? I have. Yes, I've been down there on multiple occasions. It's great. It's beautiful. Water, 79 degrees. Not bringing the wetsuit. Bringing board shorts and a little vest. It's going to be great. And you're down surfing there in. Try to play some golf, maybe, although Eddie's not much of a golfer, but try to play some golf. I won't bring my clubs, so I'll try to try to bring try to play some golf. Do Is some it shows. True? You guys are doing a gig for like a cartel? Yes. The Sinaloa cartel. Nice. Yeah. Is that worse than taking Saudi money? I don't think so. I don't either. It's just the way it goes. By the way, that's something I forgot to bring up though, real quick. Do you we know how many doing, we are not doing a show for a cartel? Just FYI. Okay. Do you know how many allegedly? Do you know how many celebrities have performed in Saudi Arabia? Like, I don't know if you follow that. A thousand. Like, like from the Beyonce's that that's what I find so funny. Like, dude, people have been accepting that that Saudi money. Yeah. Forever. We got to talk about an update to an NFL story involving the Washington Commanders. Okay. Whatever they're called. Roger Goodell and Daniel Snyder have been called to testify now before Congress. This will kind of be interesting. Again, waste of taxpayer money. Yes, I agree. Doesn't mean I'm not going to want to see this play out. So here's where it gets dicey. They have to testify. I'm sorry. They don't have to. They have been invited to testify. And if they're not, they will basically try to use whatever legal tactics they can to get them to testify. Right. Quick reminder. They had a 460,000 page documents responding to all the things that went on with Washington's team. And they basically want them to come clean 
and all the findings and whatever's in there and from the sexual harassment to assault to having two books. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. I have a, I have a numerous friends who are uh, Washington generals. What are they? Commanders. Commanders. Washington commanders fans. And uh, all of them are like, this is it. This is our moment. This is where we get rid of Daniel Snyder for once and for all. And I'm like, not no, happening. Not. Not, yeah. not happening. Roger Goodell is going to go down there, plead the fifth, go out to have lunch with Daniel Snyder. They're going to laugh about it. And this and is why like, he's going to be like, oh, listen, you're not going to get punished in a court of law, but we're going to have to punish you. Well, you know, the like I'm going to have to, we'll just have to have a behind the scenes punishment. He's like, you guys got to sign Colin Kaepernick. And then they'll both laugh. <laughs> it's a good one, Roger. It's a good one. <laughs> you had me first. You had me going there for a second. Yeah, no, we'll never. Don't worry. We'll never let him back in the league. That's good. Good job, though. Now get out of here and don't go sexually assaulting any more cheerleaders, you old scamp. But they were reprimanded. Remember, they were fined a whole ten million dollars. Oh, my God. Which like is... finding me eight dollars. for? Something. I know. I know. And let's not forget that last year, because I forgot, there's so much shit has happened within Washington, within their team, that a woman who, what what is it, who they were trying to prevent from being interviewed, who had accused Schneider, what do I always call him? Snyder. Why do I always say Schneider? Snyder of sexual misconduct in 2009. They didn't want any of her stuff on record. So she was paid a $1.6 million settlement. So like, we already know this. She, she wasn't just paid $1.6 million for nothing. Mm-hmm. These guys don't give up their money easily. They're paying her because they know some shit happened. I do find it interesting that it's the DC team and that they're being called into DC. I don't think anything's going to happen. No, nothing at all. This is why Roger Goodell makes $50 million a year. Yeah. He's like, Oh, he eats plates of shit for all. Yeah. I'll be the bitch boy. Roger Goodell is he's Greg from succession. Yep. Right. I was going to say he's he's even like uh yeah might not even be Greg cuz Greg yeah he's Greg Greg's kind of like, a plots yeah or like the who's the, who's the other guy Greg's got a bromance with cuz remember he was like Tom. getting ready to yeah Tom he was like getting ready to go to jail he's like yeah I'll go to jail You're right he's more Tom Yeah Roger Goodell is Tom from Succession And in the end Tom's the only one that's winning so far. Spoiler alert. There's one more season, right? I don't know. Is that the plan? I think. I don't I don't know anything about that. I think there's one more season. What a great show. Yeah, he's he's 100% Tom. 
Goodell do anything for the owners. Yeah. Tom will do anything for uh what's Roy's first name? Logan? No. Logan Roy, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see some shit blow up. I want to see all the I want all the dirt. I want all the raunchy stuff. I want to know every four hundred all the smoke. Four hundred and sixty thousand pages. Do you realize how many pages that is? Dude, I'm reading a book that's 400 pages about the Kobe Lakers and I'm bonering out every night. That's 400 pages. What would I do with 460,000 pages? Stack that book on top of each other a thousand times. It'd be amazing. Now I want the Cliffs notes. See what I did? I said Cliffs just for you. Yep. All right, Brano. I think we've we've done enough that we go with this episode. We had a two day turnaround. We have calls. No calls. No, no calls. Just did. Great. It's yeah. great. I have to I have to shower, shave, pack. Watch the third period of this Rangers game. Perfect. I got a shower and great. shave too. Guys, short week, which means uh, you know we had a we had a Monday night. We have a quick turnaround for Wednesday night. That means we go from Wednesday night now all the way again back to Monday. So it's going to be a long of lots of sports stories to come back with you guys for Monday morning here on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. And as of tomorrow, my brother will officially own this house. So wow, let's keep our fingers crossed that he allows me to record here for a little bit. Great. We'll keep our fingers crossed. He might evict me. I might be homeless. Might be living next to a cat cafe before you know it. Live from the perfect cafe. <laughs> follow us on social. And if you're going to do that, if you follow us at The Dirty Sports, you can, like I said, give us some Miller Lite love. If you're drinking a cold beer at the beach, at your pool, at your grill out, watching sports, tag us. Tag Miller Lite. They love to see that stuff, guys. Yeah, we love to see that. So you you can tag me along with it. I'm at Joe Prano on all social media, uh, except for Twitter. Where I'm at Fix Your Life. Shout out to numerous dirtballs who this week have I've recorded a few uh, birthday cameos. I won't say who for because some of those some of these are birthday surprises. So uh, I'm on Cameo. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Venmo. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on all the places come find me all right come see me in san diego next week or cabo this weekend another one of the books joe prano we did it we did it you guys enjoy. crack a miller light the second we wrap this thing up yeah have a good weekend and as always stay dirty